Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conaway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. Connectors, I got a question for you. We're just going to get weird and kick off this episode with some weirdness. Do you know how to armpit fart? I didn't know how to armpit fart until we were in the backstage of this live podcast event and our speaker was giving us the real strategies. You got to cup your hand in a special way to get out a good armpit toot. (laughs) We have a really incredible speaker here with us today. And this is a live podcast recording. So we got a whole audience in here. We're going to do some Q&As. You are going to maybe get to hear yourself speak if you were in the audience. I'm excited to introduce you to our guest speaker today, Miss Jera Bean. I just recently found out her last name is not actually Bean, but I love it. So she has 1.5 million TikTok followers. She is a speaker. She is a social media coach. She is a content creator. And she is going to teach you how to harness the power of your secret sauce and show up authentically online while creating content that is going to not only convert followers, but is also going to get you clients. Y'all, this episode is dense. It is dense. You're going to need to listen to it back probably seven times and you still might need to listen to it again because it is so packed full of value. Ladies and ladies, let's introduce you to Miss Jera Bean. How are you today? I'm so good. Thanks for having me here, everyone. This is awesome. (laughs) We're just going to get it out of the way. So if any of you wonder what we do in the green room. Ooh, we're just getting right into it. Why tell them when we can show them? What were we doing in the green room today? (laughs) So I don't know how we got on this topic is with Angie, so it makes sense. But one of my secret hidden talents is armpit farting. (laughs) So we were talking about that as giving a tutorial, but the context was one of my first public speaking gigs, like on a big stage in front of 300 people, I brought this up because I teach a lot about the secret sauce, which is your authenticity, owning your weirdness. And I explained the the armpit farting thing. And during a and a I got asked to live armpit fart on stage, and I, I did. Who wants to hear her armpit <laughs> fart? <laughs> All right, it, it takes a little bit of effort, and let me just say, you have to, like, cup your armpit, and, this, you know, there's so a little fabric. She wasn't here for the story, but I'm going to lunge in. <laughs> okay, I feel, I feel nervous. Wow, first try, ladies and gentlemen. That's an armpit fart if I've ever heard one. I was trying and I couldn't, I couldn't get the there cup is some right. There's technique to it. You got it. I was like, does it have to be wet? A little bit, a little bit, and I'm always sweaty, so do it some does jumping help. jacks and then <laughs> get in there. <laughs> All right, oh. we got some uh, members trying. <laughs> it, it takes a good amount of force and cupping, so yeah, I, I can give a tutorial after. Force, it, anyone cupping. really wants to know? Is that to know. too cupped? No, I think that's good. 
Okay. I think that's good. I'll practice later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to dive into questions. Obviously, clearly, you are a leader when it comes to social media, not just you. growing your own audience, but also educating other people on social media. Before we dive into the tangible steps, I want to kind of rewind to your journey and hear an overview of what your social media journey has been like. Yeah. So I rewind back to 2015, April 4th, 2015. And I, at 3 p.m. That's I mean, I could probably <laughs> figure out the time, but I really see that as the, the turning point of where I am now. So to give you a little bit of perspective, grew up in New York City. I went to school out in Los Angeles. I majored in fine art, decided to have an emphasis in graphic design, graduated, worked freelance, worked at some advertising companies, and got to this point where I was pretty miserable. I was really manipulated at work. I had a bald patch on my head. One day I was at WeWork and I just parted my hair and I was like, oh wow, that's not normal. And I realized I was also struggling from social anxiety. Started to see a therapist for that. I had no friends at the time. There's just a lot of not so great things happening in my life. And I remember waking up one day and was like, I need to do something positive for myself. I'd been following Kayla Itzinas, the Australian personal trainer. I see some nods. And I started a workout program. And that same exact day, April 4th, 2015, I started my Instagram account to hold myself accountable. And that's really the, the marking point. The word influencer, content creator, no one was really using it at that time. So I wasn't aspiring to be that. I just really wanted community, positivity, to feel some good and lightness in my life. From there, things really took off. I sort of fell in love with fitness, became a fitness influencer, became an Adidas ambassador, became a SoulCycle instructor. And that brought me to mid-2018, left SoulCycle and pursued content creation, being an influencer, kind of in the lifestyle sector for a little bit. And then it was in 2019 that I developed my social media coaching business. My content took another pivot. This is like the third big pivot. Same year I joined TikTok as well. And and that is sort of bringing us to, to current day through all those kind of pivots and twists and turns and two platforms as well. I love it. I love that you say pivot, 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 because oh, yeah. as an entrepreneur, I mean, there's entrepreneurship behind social media creating, whether it's influencing, coaching, anything. But sometimes we are so scared of change. And then when you get thrown into this thing called entrepreneurship, it's a pivot every single day, every single moment. And so the fact that it was like all these different big changes, where you're at now is probably not what you thought you would be no, doing. No, absolutely not. It was fitness accountability, right, mm -hmm. with your Instagram. And now you've built this entire audience just through pivots and twists and turns. Yeah, absolutely. And with every pivot comes a new learning experience. So it sounds like your list of credentials are a million pages long. And so I want to ask you about some strategy. Yeah, let's get into it. I think it. we could all use a little bit of strategy <laughs> in here tonight. I love talking strategy. Hit me with it. So what is a good content formulation that these women could maybe take notes on? Or what are your top strategies when it comes to how to formulate your own content? So something I like to begin with, imagine a house for me. I like metaphors when I teach things. So in this house, or maybe we, we can think of the, the house as two sections. We have the foundation and then we have the actual house. Like just keep it real simple. What I find 
is that people tend to jump to creating the house and they haven't built the foundation. And so when they're creating the house, they're thinking, all right, what should I post? What should the transition be? How do I edit? What editing app do I use? Should I use a filter? It's like all these kind of things that need to have something stronger below it to have legs. And so when I talk about the foundation, to me, that means understanding whether you are a business, whether you are a content creator and influencer understanding your why and your purpose. That's number one. And it can be simple. It does not have to be eloquent. It's also understanding your niche, who you are, what you do, and how you help them. Or if that's too limiting, because I know niche can be a bit of a hot topic, and I'm happy to talk more about that. Just think, what is my area of focus? Like, forget the word niche. There's so much talk about niche. What's my area of focus? And then we have the why, we have the niche, we have the ideal follower or client. And then from there, you can develop your content pillars. And so my framework for content pillars is as follows. You wanna think about three categories of content pillars. We have your expertise pillars. Usually you'll have about three of these. With your expertise pillars, you wanna think, okay, what am I teaching? What do I know? What do I wanna share with people? What knowledge am I wanting to pass on? What advice do I wanna give? So you'll have about three of those. Then we want to think about our secret sauce pillar. Secret sauce is all about you. You are the secret sauce. It's you showing up authentically. It's sharing the past, the present, the weird, the, the regular, the mundane. It's the big things as well as the day-to-day, -day, the simplicity. So that's a secret sauce. And then we have our business pillar. And I like to divide the business pillar into two sub-pillars, hard selling and soft selling. Hard selling is like sign up here, click this link, apply for this application, anything with a clear CTA. Soft selling, ooh, I love me some soft selling. This is where we can get creative. You can soft sell every single day. And there's a range of soft selling. Soft selling can be posting your schedule for the day to your stories and saying, I'm walking my dog, I'm armpit farting, I have three client calls, yada, yada, yada. Someone who sees that goes, oh, client calls little bookmark in my mind for later. So it's ways to kind of speak and show about your business without having a clear CTA. And it can be anything from showing a clip of a call with a client. It can be sharing your values, why you created a certain product or service, anything with that that's a clear CTA. So I know that was really long, but it's really important. So let me just summarize real quick. We're building that foundation of the house, your why, your purpose, your niche, and your ideal follower or your ideal client, your three content types of content pillars, expertise, secret sauce, and business. And then from there, all of that grows into the house. And that's how we formulate our content ideas inspired by those, those pillars, those sort of foundational elements. Oh, that was like, I usually, I teach hey. music is weeks in my course. So that was like a crash course in three minutes or so. <laughs> Nailed it. How do you guys feel? Do you feel like you got some takeaways already? Yeah. <laughs> That's why she's here today. No, I think that was really, really beautiful. And it's important to note that you break all those things down. Sometimes people can watch you or any leader on social media and be like, she's posting all the time. How does she know what to post? And it's important to recognize, even though you're showing up authentically, you're being yourself. You're like, Angie, you post a video of you walking your dog, you're doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. But there's also strategy behind it. There's framework behind it. You're building that foundation. And I think that's so important versus just going at it blindly 
when you we have purpose behind what you're doing, you can move a lot faster. So absolutely. Let's switch gears into short form video content. Yeah. What would you say are three core takeaways to get started in short form video, whether that's TikTok, Reels, YouTube Shorts, all the things? Yeah. So let's keep it to TikTok and Reels. I like to approach short form video content similar to like the pillars. Like there's something to ground you. It's not just like, oh yeah, post some videos, have some fun. It's like, what is our starting point? What's our square one? So one potential square one to begin at is dividing your short form video into what I call the three eyes. And the three eyes are as follows. We have imitate, and this is just like cute names to remember, like the three eyes. Imitate, which is trending content. So that's one category. We also have invent. Invent is original content. And then we have interact. Interact is a catch-all for, if we're talking about TikTok, duets, stitches, reply with video. Instagram, a little bit less of a thing. People aren't using interact as much as they are on TikTok, but it would be remixes. Gosh, do, do people even stitch on reels? Like that's over my head, even though I'm in it every day. I'm like, I don't think anyone's doing that. And reply to a comment with video. So that's a, a good place to start is, am I creating a piece of invent content today? Am I leaning way too hard into imitate and every single reel I create is a trend? All right, we want to, you know, inject a little bit of invent. We want to use your voice because your voice usually comes through in that invent original content. So that's a, a pretty good starting place when it comes to short form video on Reels and TikTok. I love it. So I want to kind of put strategy aside and talk a little bit about you. Ooh. Because you created this whole formula, which I'm going to have to play this back and reread all of this. <laughs> I know it's a lot. Um, but you created this whole formula based off of personal experience, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like for you? Maybe what were your fails what were your like aha moments along this journey to then realize that this is the formula that's working and the foundation that needs to be built? Mm, combination of personal experience as well as teaching. So I've been doing the content creation thing since 2015. I have run my course, the Social Media Saloon, for three years now. I've had seven cohorts. So having that personal experience, but then having to kind of bottle that up and teach 20 to 40 people at a time for 12 weeks or so, and I was able to refine and reiterate each time. So I think actually having to teach people and see them execute and, and go, oh, that's not working. How can I explain this better? What metaphors, what frameworks can I use is really what helped me develop those frameworks. But if I pull back and, and, and think of me, the first thing, and maybe I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but the first thing that popped into my mind when you asked that is thinking to my early kind of influencer days and sharing myself. And I think about these big moments of failure and achievement, a good example for you. I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor. I tried out, didn't make it, tried out again, made it that time, entered the 10 week training program, did the whole 10 week training program, failed. I was one of three people out of 28 to not pass, had to do the whole thing again. I had moments of sharing insecurities. Like there was a whole thing about butt pimples. I wore this thong bikini and I didn't mean to order the thong bikini. I'd butt pimples and in Tulum. That was a whole thing. Anyways, I bring these up <laughs> from failure to butt pimples. I bring these up because I, I think the true lessons come from sharing authentically. And I know that's overused, but I can break that down more. And seeing the response from your community to me, those are some of the biggest lessons in social media where it's not even like strategy, but it's the connection. A very recent example, and it's hard for me to talk about, but my dad passed away about three weeks ago and I did not 
want to share it. I mean, I, I, I wanted to because people really love my dad on Instagram, but it was just so challenging and it was one of the hardest things I ever had to share. And the outpouring of love from people, just the comments, the, the thoughtful comments and I have like chills thinking about it. So anyways, I come back to this idea of so much of what I've learned has been from showing up in authentic and sometimes the funny and the insecure and then the big heavy life moments and and connecting with my community that way. So I hope that answers that question. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. And, and we appreciate you sharing that with us, too. Thanks. And, you know, that definitely can pull some heartstrings. And I know a lot of ladies in here can also relate and, and ones that are listening. So when it comes to your video content that you're putting out there, you talked a lot about just being authentic. What are some yeah. ways that you've also been able to step into just having fun with it and it feeling the most aligned as possible that maybe you can share tips on? All right, let's talk about authenticity because this is a big buzzword. We hear all the time, show up authentically and we hear be you. And that's such a great notion. But like, what does that actually mean? If you break that down, what are the tangible tips? How do we make it happen? Especially when we have this digital lens to show up through and people are looking at us and judging us and potentially saying things like all these sort of fears start to hold us back. So speaking of kind of learning lessons from showing up authentically and how did I kind of get to these frameworks, this is my secret sauce framework. So this is how I break down and make showing up authentically more tangible. We have four buckets. So if we think of secret sauce, that's like showing up authentically. How do we break that down? The four categories are as follows. We have foundational secret sauce. Foundational secret sauce focuses more on the past than the present. So think about the big pivotal moments, achievements, challenges, pivots that have brought you to where you are today. So the fabric that makes up your story. That's foundational. Then on the flip side, we have what I call personal secret sauce that focuses more on the present. That could be as simple as what you do on the weekends, your hobbies, your dogs, your friends, the things you like to do. It can also be challenging as well. It doesn't have to be all lighthearted. It's, it's just what is happening here in the present moment. It can be simple. It can be mundane. And then we have professional secret sauce. That is what sets you apart as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. What makes you different from other people who are doing what you do? And then lastly, perhaps my favorite, and Angie, I feel like this is going to be your favorite one too, because you already do it, is a lighthearted secret sauce. And that is just as it sounds. It's sort of the silly, the goofy, the lighthearted, the armpit farts obviously fit into that category. And what I love about this framework, foundational, personal, professional, and lighthearted is that it gives you these tangible directions to go in, in terms of showing up authentically once you kind of brainstorm what is contained within those categories for you. And it gives you choice. You do not have to share every single thing about yourself in order to show up authentically. So you might go, you know what? I'm feeling good for foundational. I'm cool to share some of those big life moments. I'm cool to share some of the professional, personal, lighthearted. It's not for my me. It's not for my business. I'm not going to go down that route. And I'm going to go, awesome. I love that for you because you're still showing up authentically by choosing that foundational and professional path. 
Whoa. Okay. If you haven't already, please write down, maybe even make the whole quadrant, make yeah. a whole bunch yeah, I, That's how I do it on my slides. A foundational, <laughs> personal, buckets. professional, lighthearted. She literally go. just took the word be authentic and broke down exactly how to do that. <laughs> so that was amazing. I, we Thank love you. pictures, visuals, all of oh, that. Oh, same. Metaphors, analogies. Right. We got a house it. too. Hopefully yeah. some people. I got trees. I got bikes. There's yes. a lot of metaphors in my teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take it a step deeper if we can for each of those quadrants do you mind sharing one question they can ask themselves and through that answer maybe they can leave with a piece of content they can make for the rest of the week starting next week yeah let me i'll go back and forth either between a question or example i'll try and do both so foundational and let me i always think in examples so an example of mine is sharing my fear and journey with public speaking over the years, because it used to be the most scariest thing for me, and sharing that story of how that's evolved over the years, that would be foundational. So ask yourself, what is a challenge that you've overcome, and now there's a lesson from it, or there's something valuable to share to your audience? And that could be, well, if we get to business, that's more professional. But yeah, something that that's really foundational in your life. What's a challenge that you've overcome? All right, moving to personal. That could be as simple as sharing a day in the life on the weekend, a vlog, a get ready with me. An example of mine recently, I went to a friend's house. She had a cold plunge. I'd never done that before. I was like, let's do it. And I I guess made a little mini vlog about it. That is a great example of a personal piece of secret sauce. So what's something that you're doing or what is a day that you can share and kind of pull back the curtain and let people in? Professional secret sauce. If you can somehow let people into the behind the scenes of what you do, something that I've been doing a lot recently, if you go on my page and scroll, you'll see a handful of them from 2023. I will set my phone up during a client call and I'll let it record. And afterwards, I'll trim something down 30, 60 seconds. And it's, of course, it's just me talking, not my clients, because I don't want to you know, make them uncomfortable. It's just whatever I'm saying. And I'll share that. And it's sort of a peek into what it's like to work with me, sort of what goes on in my brain. Another example, maybe it's pack an order with me. If you have something physical and, and do you do something special with your orders? Do you put in a little stickers or a process that is special to what you do and how you pack things? And then we have lighthearted, which I will say is more apt for stories. Some great examples of mine sharing a song that stuck in my head. I have a fiddle leaf fig tree plant. I don't know. Y'all, those trees are like very temperamental. Did you know this? Like if you play loud music and they don't like it, they don't like the cold, you got to shake it to like make it happy. I don't know. I posted this fiddly fig when I got it a year ago and people sent me all these things. I get all these memes and videos still. It's like how to keep your fiddly fig happy. It's still doing well. So sharing things as simple as a plant or the concert you're going to or a meme that you thought was funny. And and like I said, that's more prone for stories. So what's something that's making you laugh? What's something lighthearted that you can share easily via stories? Whoa, those notebooks are getting filled up. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so let's say they've mastered all of this. They filmed all of this. They have the past. They have a story, things they've overcome. They have right now. They're sharing their dog. They're sharing all the pieces that they want to share. Their fig tree, right? Fig tree? Is that what it's called? You have to shake <laughs> yes, your fig tree. I still don't okay. understand the shaking. They might have, I'll, yeah, I'll Google it. You would Google think this. that it doesn't like the loud music, but it likes to be shaked. 
Hey. Look at y'all's. I'm like, I'm not joking. Like, look at y'all. You want a tree with personality? Yeah. Get a fig tree. <laughs> but let's say they've filmed all of these videos. Sure. There's a special thing that happens within when it comes to executing. Mm-hmm. Overcoming that fear of showing up, overcoming that fear of judgment, and actually getting it posted. Now, I know you're big on strategy, so I want to talk about execution in both ways. Mm-hmm. Execution in strategy, but also execution in mindset. What do you need to overcome to actually click that post button or write a caption and put yourself out there once you've recorded all these pieces of your life? The biggest thing I keep coming back to is this idea of finding success, satisfaction, sort of fulfillment, whatever that right word is for you, not necessarily in the result, but in the action. So it's so easy to get caught up in the views. It's like, oh, views are down and I'm losing followers. Believe me, I've been there and I'm there now. So I speak from experience and I, and I, I totally get what that feels like. But if we can start to focus on, okay, I haven't shown up in a while. I'm gonna show up two times this week and it's going to be two times the rest of the month. Does not matter how that particular reel performs because I'm going to feel really good that I made this goal of posting two times and I did it a total of four weeks in a row. That's what I mean by finding success in the action instead of the result. I also think that that applies to the type of content that you can share. And I always come back to this idea that not every single piece of content needs to do well. For example, the type of reel where I'm showing a behind the scenes moment with a client and a call, that stuff's never going to go viral. But I don't post <laughs> they if don't I'm being real. It. Those are probably some of my worst performing reels. But to me, it doesn't matter because I don't post that with the intention of like, oh, yeah, let me get some views because I like to think of my account my videos as not a portfolio because that makes it sound like it has to be the best work but I think about it more as a catalog like you're going to get a little bit of everything so you're going to have some of the trends some of the funny stuff you're going to have some of the more serious stuff you're going to have education I'm going to share part of my story you're going to get insight into what it is to to work with me and that could potentially convert a client maybe that's not going to go viral but it's going to convert a client so coming back to that idea of okay it's not the result it's the action both mindset wise but that also sort of opens up the door to the types of content that's going to create a more well-rounded account as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, we are going to step into a Q&A here soon. So after she has given you guys all of these strategies, go ahead and jot down some questions that you have for her. We're going to ask one more, maybe two more. It looks like Sam's gears are turning. One to two more questions and then we'll <laughs> step into that Q&A. My gears were turning, but it wasn't a question. It was a statement. It was... Um, <laughs> I knew it. I know. She can She can sense the look. <laughs> I can read minds. <laughs> Who is that? Who's the? T- who's that TikTok? Ex- Miss Excel. Do you know Miss oh, Excel? Yeah. Not super well, but I know of her success and yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about intention too, because she was on a podcast interview and she, I guess most of her videos go viral and she does really well for herself. She sells a ton of courses Yeah. and they asked her, what is the secret behind all of this? And Ooh. she was like, personally, I don't have any secret. I mean, you gave amazing secrets and you should all definitely try those, but <laughs> hers was simply intention. So before she puts content out, she sits with how she wants the audience to feel when they are watching that and that. how she wants people to like the energy she wants to bring. And she says that is the only piece of strategy that she implements is simply intention. And I think that 
with all of those different points that you've hit on is obviously intention is the biggest. Having that foundation, who am I talking to? And, and then all of the little details that you bring into it. So I thought that was a cool example to kind of tie in and simplify that. of just how do I want my audience to feel, my and community to feel. I love that you brought that up because it takes you as the creator, not fully out of the equation, but the the weight isn't on you like, oh, my post didn't perform well or it didn't get views. It's like, why are we creating content in the first place? Or why do we have our businesses in the first place? There's some intention there to connect with people, to help people, to whatever it is, up-level people. And so if we can come into our content with that exact mindset, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And it kind of takes the weight of vanity metrics and the other fears that I think take hold of us a little bit more out of the equation. So that's beautiful. I love that. Love it. Okay. So this is our last question before we start our Q&A. And it was something we asked Angie and real stumped her on it. Uh But she she gave a great answer (laughs) regardless. But what is one connection that has changed the trajectory of your life? Ooh, hot damn. I have a couple. (laughs) Okay. I'll go with the second one that popped into my head because someone asked me about this in my DMs today. So I do current day in the present moment, a lot of speaking, education, in-person and virtual. And I get hired often by big brands like L'Oreal, Kerastase, Bobby Brown, Estee Lauder, Mac, Adobe, AT&T, all these big names. Blows my mind. I'm like, you want me to come in? Okay, great. And someone asked me today, how did that start? Did you reach out to people on LinkedIn? Like, how did that happen? So interestingly enough, I mentioned I used to be a soul cycle instructor and in New York City, you just get all these awesome people coming into your classes and you don't really ever know them beyond the classroom. You just know their face, you know, their energy. And if we fast forward to 2020, when I'm living in Austin, no longer in fitness, I'm social media coach, educator, et cetera. A soul cycle friend reached out to me and said, Hey, do you remember so-and-so he's super up high up at Estee Lauder? He's seen that you've been doing stuff on TikTok. Can you do a virtual presentation for Estee Lauder? And you know, you hear these things sometimes and nothing ever happens. Well, holy smokes, fast forward, one of the biggest things I'd ever done at the time was a 90 minute session for the SA Water Global Creators. There was like 300 people on the call virtually at the time. And Estee Lauder has been one of the biggest clients of mine for the last three and a half years or so. And then it's opened doors to other brands that they're connected with. Bobby Brown's under them, Max under them. So I think back to my SoulCycle days and go, holy cow, like someone who was totally not connected to me in a social media way kind of pivoted with me, somehow stayed in touch, stayed in my sphere. And that has been a huge game changer for me in terms of connections, in terms of speaking and all the opportunities that have come. Just that one thing just opened up the door. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. Just the way that you articulate the point you're trying to get across. I am so amazed. Oh, thank Um, you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And the reason why our company is called Connector is we think there's so much value in relationships. And oftentimes when people post on social media or even step into a room to network, their goal is how can I serve myself, right? But when you show up just building relationships, just being yourself and connecting with people, those people will follow you. Those people will be a part of your your audience forever, your family forever. Like you said, right, this person has been in your life for a couple of years. You never thought they would give you this huge opportunity, but they did. 
Building relationships is the foundation to growth. Business is strategy, but business is also a lot about relationships. And we think there's so much value in just showing up, providing value for other people, connecting with other people, and those people will be a part of your journey long term. And then change the trajectory of your life. Heck yeah. I love it. (laughs) And I think it's also important to note through everybody's stories, opportunity is constantly surrounding you. You never know what relationship is going to lead you to all of these doors opening. Like you could be sitting in the room next to this grand opportunity that is going to change the trajectory of your life. And if you look at that with every room that you step in, every stage that you step on, every soul cycle, yep. gym workout, and you <laughs> wake up in the morning and you know that opportunity is literally knocking. You just have to be able to see it and be able to receive that and be open to it. Then it's constantly there. I'm honestly really glad you said that. It's such a good reminder to me. I'm so introverted. It's so easy for me to stay home. You know, I struggled with social anxiety. It's still something that's kind of there. So I'm listening. I'm like, this is such a good reminder for me. Thank you. (laughs) You reminded me of this. Thank you. (laughs) If any of you guys know who John Azraf is, he's a partner of ours and he teaches a money mindset course. But he has this really great analogy talking about walking through the desert. And if you're exhausted and you're sweating and you're in this desert and you can't see the end where you're going, you're going to feel like you want to give up. You're going to feel like you have no resources and you're going to shrivel up and die because the sun is so hot. But if you shift that mindset of I'm not stuck in the desert, you shift that mindset to looking for opportunity, you'll notice that there is cactuses all around you full of water that can hydrate you to get through this desert. And so just that thought process of stepping into a room or stepping into social media instead of just consuming and doom scrolling, how can I connect, provide opportunity and absorb opportunity and seek opportunity in all aspects of my life consistently? All right, let's start some let's start some rapid fire questions. (laughs) Q and A. All right. Who in here has a question for Jerabine? Go ahead and walk up front here so we can see you too. Victoria, <laughs> come to Nicole. The zone. It's really hard to see. <laughs> so excited you're here. Oh, this is so exciting you. to meet her in person. I'm like, oh, y'all are bringing Jera. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Pickles okay. is my dog. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> I wish I could have brought Pickles. Like a super fan for her. As she was talking you're about so earlier, sweet. I'm the super fan. Anyway, so, so my question for you: yes. You've had so much success, and your journey is just so activating for me. So I guess my biggest question is. What is a current struggle you are dealing with right now? And how are you currently navigating that? Because I think sometimes we see a lot of success. We forget that that person's still struggling. (laughs) That person still is probably going through a scaling process or an evolution process. So I would love to kind of hear what you are currently navigating right now. Yeah. How you're going through it. Oh, I like I kind of chills and like somewhat emotional. Of course, it's been a year of upheaval personally. There's been a lot of loss. And in addition to that, if I look business wise, I keep coming back to this idea that I'm so grateful for all these opportunities. I've worked my ass off for, I mean, my whole life. But if I look at the social media coaching and education for three years now, but y'all, I'm tired. (laughs) I I tell my husband, I'm like, my soul is tired. And that's partly 
personally with, I lost my soul dog a year ago. I lost my dad. I lost my dog the next day. Some other loss that happened as well. And I've just been sitting at my desk working for three years and it just doesn't seem to stop. It's just fire after fire. So I want to be really real about that. Like, yes, I got these awesome opportunities in speaking and I love the people I get to work with, but it's gotten to a point where I need to pull back. I need to kind of tap into feeling like a human again. I've lost that a bit. And so I've been working on that since January and I haven't launched my course this year yet. I pulled back on brand partnerships a little bit. I'm working on developing a product suite with passive products, which has not existed for me since starting this business. So I say that just to be like super, like part of me feels like, oh, it's like almost a little bit embarrassing that it's been so hard. (laughs) But I also say that to be totally real. And it's taken a moment to realize that pull back and like, okay, how can I make this more sustainable so that I can work and have a life not related to work as well? Okay. I, I, that just confirms so much for me. So I really appreciate you sharing that. I'm definitely in that space of like, I do graphic design and it's just a lot of time for money exchange. And it's like, you can't charge like $50,000 for a logo. You can only charge so much for those services. So scaling out, you're currently at that space of looking how you can create more passive or take that transition. What are some current things you are setting yourself up with so that you can make that transition to be a little bit more passive in your business without it, you know, dropping your income or completely dismantling what you've built? So a couple things. At first, I look to support. I love to learn. I have a couple people who I'll just do like a power session with them and like learn about like emails and launching and products and like put that in my bank. I'm in a mastermind right now that's six months. Made a big investment in that to give me accountability, to give me a container. And then I'm just there's certain people that I'm finding that I jump into their courses and take their free stuff and their, you know, little master classes here and there. So there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of thinking behind the scenes. And then what I'm trying trying to do is create this product suite of a lower tier, at least one passive course. I'm working on an editing course, video editing, if anyone wants to stay tuned for that, hopefully launching soon. And then reconfiguring the mid tier, which would be my group coaching program. Now the social media saloon, which I've run for three years, was a group coaching program. What I find is that I am an overachiever perfectionist. And so I put too much of myself into that program in order for it to be sustainable. Running a group coaching program shouldn't be a full-time job. You should be able to do that with other things. Well, for me, it was a full-time job and I gave a ton of one-on-one attention, which is great for people in it, but not for me in terms of running a business and doing other things. So I really want to reconfigure how I run a group coaching program. So it's not all that one-on-one support. You can upgrade to that if you want that. And then thinking of perhaps a mastermind in the future, but I'm someone I've been following. I'm DM me. I'm happy to, to, her name's the social bungalow. I think she does a lot about product suites and I've learned a lot about this super lean front end of these three tiers and then upselling and downselling in the back end. So I'm trying to wrap my brain around that at the moment. I love that. Okay. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Okay, one more question for Jara. Carly, go for it. What's kind of your remedy, if you will, for the days that you don't feel like showing up, like the days or periods, weeks, months, whatever, that you just kind of don't really feel like doing it? Mm, As in posting on social media, showing up. Yeah, like making the videos, doing the editing, graphics, whatever. Like, I feel like I have so much to say but I don't necessarily want 
to show up all the time. Yeah. Okay. Couple things. I have so many thoughts. I'm like, I want to tell you all the things. Okay. So one is understanding the different formats in which a video can come to life. So you have one content idea and I like to put it in four buckets. It can be talking to camera. It can be voiceover. It can be text on screen. When I say text on screen, I mean, it's a video, one single shot or multiple. And then the text on screen is overlaid on top or a trend. Those are like four potential ways to like execute a video. And uh, knowing that not every single one of them requires your active creation. So something that I've been doing recently, because I've been in that mode, like I'm depleted, I'm tired I have a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. So one thing I'll do is to go into my camera roll and find old videos and go, all right, well, how can I repurpose this? Okay, this caption from 2019 was really good. Can I take part of that caption that exists already? Can I take that video that exists already? overlay it on top. Maybe it's a trending sound. Maybe there's a little zhuzhing that I have to do there, but it's pretty low effort. So repurposing as much as possible when you're in those modes. And then also thinking, well, if I do have to create, which of, you know, talking to camera is pretty taxing. That's a, a lot of people struggle with that confidence. It can be just hard to get the words out. Okay, maybe we move that out of the equation, but you might be able to just set your phone up while you're on the computer. And once again, text overlay, like that's the lowest lift. So you do have to shoot something, but you're not really having to do too much and show up in such a in, intense kind of or creative way. So one, one point there is what's like high lift content, what's low lift content. Low lift is not really having to shoot much or repurposing video and captions that you already have. I love repurposing. I could talk about that for days. And the last point I want to make is knowing it's okay to like take a break. People are like, I need to post seven days a week. I'm like, no, you don't. It's okay. Like it can be a couple days a week. You can take a week or two as a break. Like it's all going to be there. You don't have to announce your departure. Like take that time <laughs> and just like rest in that social media way and recuperate and come back like when you're ready or when you have a little bit more energy. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, can we just give Jara a round of applause? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Jara, it has been incredible to have you on our stage and just drop all of your knowledge in here. And for the ladies in the room, this is going to be launched as a podcast episode. So if you want to Because it was dense. And you got to re-listen. <laughs> you can re-listen to it time and time again. But it has been an honor to have you. Thank you so much for having me all. I appreciate it. Can we get one more arm, armpit fart? <laughs> One more armpit fart. One more armpit fart. Now, so. Oh, maybe we'll go louder. Wait. There we go. Oh, it was weak. <laughs> awesome, ladies. Go ahead and jot down those takeaways. Do a little brain dump. And can we get one more round of applause for Jara? Wow. I hear crickets because we are all speechless. Miss Jarabine came up here, dropped the mic, ate up the stage, left no crumbs. She dropped so many knowledge bombs on us. We were talking about containers for your content, how to nurture your audience, how to not just sell, 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 but to really build value with your audience and feel good when you're showing up and creating content online. This was an action-packed episode. And like Sam said at the beginning, you're going to have to rewind this, listen to it time and time again, and implement the things that Jara shared today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you all next week. I've never heard the metaphor 
ate up the stage and left no crumbs. <laughs> and like I was picturing that in my mind, <laughs> like over and over, trying to understand <laughs> what that meant. But I was like, it sounds good. Let me I live just, my life. <laughs> never heard that. And I loved it. Ate up the stage, left no crumbs, not even one. Boom. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.